stopped, get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar could not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know, he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leading. <laughs> I'm leading. <laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows. And if you ain't right, They'll send your ass to the rear. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, NOS, Energy Drink, Sprint Cars. My name is Rob Blount from Dirt Vision, and joining me by way of the great invention of the telephone today uh, is the PR god of the World of Outlaws, Nick Graziano. Nick, how's it going, and uh, where are you? Oh, it is going great. I am in my New York headquarters, a.k.a. my parents' house, uh, just getting ready for some Super Dirt Week fun this week, preparation. So far, things have been canceled, but uh, we'll see if this New York decides to rain or not. You never know. Uh, yeah, that's um, usually a pretty safe bet up there that anytime you actually want to accomplish something, it'll just rain. Oh, yeah. I mean, like yesterday, it was supposed to rain all day. It was just cloudy all day. Then it didn't rain until later. So, I mean, for all we know, it could just start snowing. That's pretty much how New York works. <laughs> yes, especially up in the area that may as well just be Canada. Yeah. I mean, we're not that north, but we're we're pretty north. <laughs> I, I tell, uh, you know, our, our, our friend and coworker uh, and the producer of the World of Outlaw Morton Building's late models uh, broadcasts on Dirt Vision, Alex Borland, I tell him all the time that he um, is from way upstate New York, being that he's from the Syracuse, Oswego area, and I'm from Long Island. And he goes, no, I'm from central New York. I'm like, dude, you're like 20 miles from Canada. You are upstate New York. I mean – Upstate Hospital is in Syracuse, so at that point, it has to be considered upstate. Bingo. Thank you. Boom, roasted, lawyered. Uh, anyway, we are here to talk about sprint cars, uh, and we have oh, yeah, a fun weekend of sprint car racing at the Gold Cup at Chico. It was uh, a little uh, a little feisty at the Gold Cup this weekend. A little bit. I mean, my goodness, especially... Friday's race just had some magnificent racing. Just, uh, yeah, Chico always produces just some really fun stuff. And saw that again this weekend, both Friday and Saturday, just slide job action, wrecking action. Uh, drivers want to go NHL on each other action and <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yes, yes, very much so. And it was a very unforgiving racetrack this past weekend. A lot of, uh, a lot of torn up, torn up equipment across two nights of racing at the Gold Cup Race of Champions. Fun to get back out there. Uh, that's a cool little place, cool little town. Um, and like you said, always puts on some some good racing. And that's what we got to see across two nights there on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, and then we wrap up the return to the West Coast this upcoming Saturday at Colorado Speedway with the, the running of the Tom Tarleton Classic. Yeah, obviously that was supposed to be Friday. We were supposed to go to Placerville, which would have been cool, but unfortunately, uh, the fire is going on. Placerville is being used as like a fire camp uh, at the moment, so we couldn't race there. But we've moved, took the Friday Colorado Speedway race, moved it to Saturday, made it the second annual Tom Tarleton Classic, and so it'll be a fun, uh, just kind of fun big event to, to end the West Coast swing with uh, twenty-one thousand dollars to win too. 
Yeah, that's uh, not not a bad little payday there. And listen, while while losing a race stinks, you never want want a race to be canceled or anything. And obviously, the the fires are just devastating out there. But um, it's nice to see uh, a racetrack trying to be a, a great part of the community and, and help out where where they feel that they can help out by being a staging area for uh, all the equipment that's being used to try to put these fires out. Uh, and that's the best thing that we can all all ask for out of our, our racetracks and our, our racing community is that we can uh, make good with the, the part of the regular community uh, as much as we can. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple of years ago when first time I went to Chico, I believe it's uh, Paradise that's pretty close to there mm-hmm. that was devastated by the fire. And it's just crazy to see just what it does over there. So hopefully everything gets uh, fixed and better and they can kind of help as much as they can. Yeah, I remember when we were out there, it was crazy. You could look you could look uh, to the north, looking over around, uh, I think it's looking out towards turns three and four and see smoke from one fire way off in the distance. Look behind the back stretch, behind the mountains, and see another plume of smoke from a different wildfire that was burning. And then look uh, over beyond turns one and two and see smoke from a different fire that yeah. was burning. It was just really, really weird um, when when we were out there because of all that. But it's that time of year uh, in that in that part of the part of the state, and it seems to seems to happen. But like I said, at least a place like Placerville is being used for the good of the community right now and if we have to cancel event it's uh not a bad reason to have so kudos to the people at placerville for trying to help out as much as possible and we will be back there our plan we're definitely planning on being back at placerville next year Uh, which is awesome because that's a awesome little racetrack right there definitely so we have a cool guest on this week he's actually the the owner of uh colorado speedway his name is uh peter murphy and uh it's super fun to talk to uh, he's actually the owner at Colorado Speedway in Hanford, and he's part of the um, promotional group up at Skagit in uh, in Washington, where we just were a couple weekends ago as well. So uh, he's had a, a busy last few weeks. Yeah, one hell of a busy month for him. Uh, pretty pretty cool stories he shared, uh, just kind of what he's been through and how he's got to this point, um, and then what he's done with uh, Colorado Speedway too. The the changes he's, he mentioned coming up here and. Uh, so it'll be fun to see what kind of racing it produces now with it being a little bit different than we've seen the last time. Absolutely. So let's get right into this thing and uh, welcome Peter Murphy to Open Red. Uh, today, uh, we're ha- very happy to have uh, Peter Murphy with us today. He is the owner of Keller Auto Speedway. Peter, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty warm out here, um, but thanks for having us. Yeah, awesome to have you on. Obviously, we have uh, the Tom Tarleton, the second annual Tom Tarleton Classic coming up at Colorado. Um, obviously, for some that may uh, not know you, obviously you've done some sprint car racing yourself. But how did you? How did an Australian end up over in California and then uh, owning a racetrack there now too? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It's a, I don't think you have enough time to get the whole scoop on that one. But um, obviously, as a kid uh, in Australia, read open wheel magazines. Um, um, I met Steve Kinzer in 1985. I worked for an engine shop over there, Ivan Walker Race Engines, and um, they came over there one year, 85, I think it was. Um, and I mean, the whole Kinzer team, it was Carl Kinzer, Elrod, you know, um, Mark, Randy, uh, Kelly, and Steve, obviously, and all their families, and they, they went and toured around the country, and I, I knew them, and once I met them, I was like, man, I need to come here, and so I came here and, and got to race over here, and 
hung out with them and and um one thing leads to another i actually had a crash a couple of years ago and that stopped me from racing so um i wasn't quite done so i uh I, I became a promoter. I put on a race a couple of times. And I thought that was pretty cool. I like, I enjoyed it. And then, but I wanted to, I wanted to do more. So um, this became available, and uh, so I put my hand up, and here we are. Very cool. Cool to hear. How did you end up going with uh, Colorado? Was that just a track you enjoyed, or just kind of did uh, <laughs> partnership? It, it's 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 forty minutes from my house. Oh, that works. There you go. <laughs> That's about the only thing. I looked at a few different tracks. Um, you know, I looked at even up as Chico at, at and even at that time I looked at um Skagit Washington. Um okay. which now I'm actually a part of that one too. Um, um there's three of us involved with just taking over that place. Right. Um and it's Kevin Rudine, Mike Anderson and myself we've taken over the the, the reins on that place too. Um but th- this was, you know, the the one place that these these people that had it before me, they didn't want to get rid of it, but I annoyed them enough to where they thought, <laughs> well, you know, just just here's an offer, and make him go away, maybe you know. But I didn't, so I <laughs> I ended up here. So like I said, it's only forty minutes from home, so it makes it pretty pretty nice. So being a uh, involved in Skagit Speedway, owning Colorado Speedway, you've had a quite a busy last couple weeks between uh the the first uh sage fruits gadget nationals this past weekend and uh now the the tom tarleton classic coming up next weekend yeah no it's um you know you um a, a famous sprint car driver in australia once said you're only here once so you, you might as well have a go the whole time eh? so um i can't help it um i i just you know change something a little bit now that i've got their end here I want to make a difference to the West Coast in sprint car racing in in four tens. Um, I believe that we're sort of going in the wrong direction on this side of the world, and um, you know we're so far different from Pennsylvania. The numbers that they have and and how they accomplish things, um, I think now I'm in a position to where I can help um, the four tens come back and and be you know somewhat strong. Maybe not straight away like like Pennsylvania, but that would be the goal. You know what I mean? So um, this, this is my goal, and and having up there in here now, I've I've really got a chance to make something happen. So a place like California has a, a pretty, I guess you could say it's it's a healthy sprint car uh, sprint car group out there. But a place like Washington, we know that the four tens aren't really that popular in Washington State. What what do you think needs to be done uh, to help continue to grow that sort of sprint car racing up in that area of the country? The the biggest thing I, I believe in, and obviously it's only my opinion, but um, obviously we all have to work together. And now, like being here and there, now now we can work together. Um, we're going to bring the Dirt Cup back next year to its original 410 format kind of a deal. Go old school, you know, invert the fields big time. Um, next year's its 50th anniversary. We're going to have it's going to be 50 laps, and it's going to pay 50,000 to win. Um, that that's just part of it right there. But um, to to be um, you know, you've got to be working with like King of the West is the is the only travelling series out here for the four tens. Um, so we need to work with them um, and not schedule on top of one another to where, you know, even like um, last week when the Outlaws were running in Skagit, there was a race down here in Chico for the King of the West. So you know, and if there wasn't, we could have had you know people like Dominic Selzy or the Facenos or you know even you know, um, Katings or anyone could have gone up there and raced, but when, when we do that, it doesn't quite work out, you know. So um, um, I've already started working on different things to, to 
you know, to include King of the West with things that I'm doing. And, and we've also been talking to um, Elmer, um, Washington and um, Cottage Grove to be a part of something for when we, we do things. So there's a bit of a, like a puddle jump from here to there to, to get up there, basically. So there's a, not like a speed week, but, you know, there's a, makes it worth people's while to go that way, if you know what I mean. So that's kind of my, my thoughts so far. Obviously, unfortunately, uh, California's been hit with a couple of different things. Obviously, everybody with COVID and then uh, the fires as well. What kind of challenges have those uh, presented for you so far? Or just trying to get all this together and get this, kind of get some kind of momentum going there? Yeah, no, it's, um, I'm going to tell you, um, it's been pretty tough, eh? Because, um, we've, you know, we, we took, I, I took this place over in um, February last year and we had two shows and then we got shut down for the COVID. Um, and we had a race just here in May, um, maybe in June, sorry. And that was our first race from them two that we could have with where we could sell beer again hmm. and we could have fans. So we've only out of the whole time I've been here, we've only had three races where we can have fans basically. Wow. But, um, so it, it's been a little bit difficult, but, um, I'm, I'm very, very good friends with, the uh, um, in this area here in, in the Kings County area, uh, the board of supervisors, um, and the police chief and the health department and, and I'm friends with the right people and they tell me how to go about things to make things happen. So um, I've been fortunate where I'm not allowed to have fans, I'm allowed to have, you know, a certain amount of people per car. So it's just, you know, as long as you you know how to read the rules, you can sort of um, recreate things, if you know what I mean, and um, keep moving along. Not that, not that we moved um, as good as we could have, but we kept moving and, and kept people racing and, and um, you know, we we had a lot of pit crew, basically, is what we had. So between that sort, those sort of challenges, and then you know, as a result of the wildfires and Placerville Speedway being used for what it's being used for right now, your World of Outlaws date that was originally scheduled for Friday night has been shifted to Saturday night, and it's had a, a name change and a, and a rebranding pretty soon, uh, pretty close rather to the date of of the event being held. What is what are the challenges associated with that to now basically uh, have to rebrand and re-promote your event and now get the word out that the the race date has been moved back one day yeah um i, I don't know it's just it, no, no, there's nothing in life that we do as simple <laughs> eh? Um, and it just goes to show you just when you think you've got all your ducks in a row then two of them wander off down to the right instead of the left you you know what i mean so it's um you know you, um if, if you're a race car driver like say you're donnie shots or, or or anyone any of them guys running from lap one to lap 30, they've got to adapt to what's going on on the track because the track will change every lap. So they've got to adapt to it. The, the car's set up and they've they've got to make the changes themselves. So there's no difference to what they do to what I have to do. And, and just because you think this is how it's going to end up, something will change and, and you just have to learn how to adapt. And um, hopefully we've, we've, we've come across it and, and done well to where the people will still, you know, um, come here. And, and I think we've got the word out pretty well. Um, you know, Tom Tarleton is a, he, I, I drove for the Tarleton's family for a long time. Tom senior is, um, you know, he raced back in his day. He's been a great car owner, uh, for not just me, but for many, many people in, on the West coast here. Um, and you know, now they're, you know, they're with, they've been with Kyle Larson the last year and, um, you know, if, and unfortunately, um, I'm not sure too many people know this, but it, unfortunately, um, Tom senior had a stroke here recently and. And hence was 
the original reason why why we first of all changed it, uh, the date so he could um, come here and um, it gave him a goal to get better for what he what he was um, up against, if you know what I mean. So um, right. um, so that that worked out. And so that being said, a few people um, have complained to the fact that um, you know we now we're not going to have a race on on the where Tom Tarleton was, but. Um, if people know me well enough, we will have a race. So <laughs> it just won't be a, be the Tom Tarleton. We'll have it. We'll find something else to call it, and um, we'll have a pretty good race there. And and, and away we go. Yeah. So we got to. I got to talk with Tom a little bit. Super nice guy. Uh, wish him uh, best of health. Hopefully uh, here pretty soon. Uh, pretty cool that he's going to have kind of. You've created this uh, kind of big event within his name. How, how did you come up with the idea initial to when you did the first Tom Tarleton Classic uh, last year? Um, actually, it was his son's idea. Um, he because he, his son's um, Tommy. He's a right. he's a you know good, good great friend of mine. Um, and you know um, we have a lot of um, memorial races here. Uh, you know, I keep finding races that we've had in the past, and, and I revamp them up again because you know they've been you know put by the wayside, and no one's ch- ch- you know kept doing them. So um, you know, he he decided, well, maybe maybe let, let's put a race on. You know, to, you know, because his dad, you know, he's rolling along pretty well. But he thought, well, let, let's put a race on for him while he's still here, so he can enjoy it. You know, <laughs> yeah. And um, so that's what we did. Like, so the Tom Tarleton Classic, you know, we, we it just seemed fitting. And and like I said, the man has done so much for the sport here in California. It just seemed a good thing to to honor a man like that. To to you know, um, just to pay, just to say thanks to him, basically. And uh, just so he can see that, you know, he is well-liked and loved and, and everything that he has done and accomplished in the sport is, you know, just, um, I don't know, just all goes in the right direction for it. So, so it's been- it just, just seemed the right thing to do, basically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and it's really, really cool that it's it's being held uh, a second time. Uh, very cool to see the the event have a twenty five thousand dollar payout to the winner. Uh, should be in twenty one. Twenty one. I am sorry. Yeah. Uh, twenty one thousand yeah, yeah. dollar payout to the winner. Um, yep. And uh, it's just very, very cool to see that kind of money get put up. And uh, it's made what what should be a fun night or it become even more fun. Uh, but for the the teams who obviously haven't been there for a little while, it's it's been uh, I think multiple years now since the outlaw teams uh-huh. have been able to get out west um for the teams who haven't been there for a little while and uh fans who who are coming out for the race what can the teams and fans expect to see when they get to uh, uh colorado speedway this weekend nothing that they can remember <laughs> that's what i say whatever they remember about the place is nothing like it was um um i don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but um unfortunately i i can't sit still um i've just got to keep um trying to change things and evolving things. If it works good, I'll, I'll try and make it even better again. Um, um, here we used to have a push off lane that ran down one side and people would have to walk across it. And, and obviously being from Australia and I spent a lot of time in New Zealand with the Daltons over there, um, the sprint cars and, and people, you don't drive through the pit area. So, um, so it was pretty, you know, if you went to Western Springs, you know, you, you go into the pit area and there's kids in the pit area and, and, and which we have here. But, um, you know, from the elderly to the kids, um, a sprint car, if they, if they roll through the pit area too quick and it's, you know, they can, as noisy and loud as they can be, they can be deadly quiet too. And, and someone's not paying attention, you know, this day and age, they're on their phone, whatever, you know, um, so we, you can't drive through the pit area here. So, um, that, that's just trying to protect our, um, our fans, our followers, our, our, you know, people that have been coming for years and, 
and that, you know, so, um, that's probably the biggest difference I'm thinking, um, is there's, there's a stop sign as you come on the track, you've got to stop there. Your bikes will come and get you and, and they'll push you back to where your pit area, you know, is and just to make life a little bit safer. So, um, um, we've, we've changed the track. The track was, it was so much wider than, um, it is right now. I moved the infield back out 25 feet and I brought the top down probably 15 feet and we're still probably 70 feet wide in, in the corners. So it's, um, just, just that alone, um, just there, there, there isn't a place where you can't look and you won't notice a difference. I'm pretty sure. Um, and, and, and that, so hopefully it's, um, to everyone's liking, <laughs> It's all I can say. Um, I just, I just try, try my best to, to, to. What I'm trying to do is create atmosphere. Just when you come out of the grandstands, I want you to see things, and and it just hits you that you know we're at a racetrack and we're gonna see, see. There's some gonna be some cool shit going down here, basically. I think we lack that a lot. We don't, we don't have enough atmosphere. It's not, not built into the places anymore. So. Um, I'm doing everything I can to make that, um, come back a little bit, you know? So, um, and, and like I said, some, some things I do don't quite hit the mark, but, um, sometimes they do, but you know, and, and if, if they don't, well, nothing set in stone, we'll change it next week, you know? So, um, it's just a constant, constant moving, um, moving thing here. That's for sure. So I don't know if I answered. I didn't know if I answered, answered your question then or not. <laughs> no, that definitely yeah. does. It, it sounds like it, it has the potential for for teams and fans alike to feel like they're almost walking into a completely new racetrack from the last time they were there. Especially on the on the competitor side of things, with the infield being moved out. I mean, um, it sounds like you you made it, you narrowed it up quite a bit. It's still pretty wide. Obviously, it was a wide place, but it's probably going to change the racing, and that'll be pretty cool to see how it affects that. Yeah, no, um, I and 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 I, you know, when I raced, I hated tractor tires on the infield, like I hated that. So I've got a berm on the inside, like, and it's a pretty steep one. You can't get up there and, and think you're gonna, you know, gain a position. Let me tell you that much. Um, so it's kind of designed to where if you get up there too hard, it'll push you out and you won't be on the bottom anymore. So um, hopefully that'll be okay for for them guys. Um, you know, I'm sure th- these are the obviously the best in the world and. And um, I'm sure they have opinions, so um, I'm, I'm picking. I'll probably hear about it, whether they <laughs> like it or not. So, um, and that's okay if it's not right. Again, like I said, I, I can't change. I, I'm not set in stone in anything. So, um, um, the other thing is we've got um, we, our infield is so big, um, and and now we've got a work area in the infield for the A main only, basically. So where there's a there's I've got K rail in the middle, like you've got no idea, um, and I've got. Uh, DG in there so you can push them off again and, and places to park the mules and this this is just for the feature race but it's in front of the grandstands because again if something goes wrong and you got to change a flat tire you got a wing it's going to be in front of all the people we're we're going to entertain those people like normally it's way over you know out in right field or whatever and, and no one can see what's going on and and um, well that's not the case anymore you it's right in front of you so just for the just for the amens only though but. Again, we're just trying to entertain. But this is the biggest thing, I believe, every one of these promoters, maybe not everyone, but I'm going to say a good majority of them, we don't understand that we are in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. We have to entertain. And that from the get-go, from coming through the gate to, to seeing the races, you know, it's like dinner in a movie, basically. You know, we've got to have good food, and, and hopefully I think our food's pretty good. And, um, you know, grab a beer and then, and then uh, go and watch a, watch a show, you know. So that's, that's the goal. 
So sometimes it doesn't quite go to plan, but <laughs> it's definitely our goal. So yeah, it's definitely refreshing to see someone like you put that amount of effort into something like this, and and not just for just a track in general, but really to kind of grow the sprint car uh, community in California again and rebuild it in a way. What like like you said, when you got out of the racing, you weren't done with it. So what was it that drove you to go to this direction and just want to have a hand in so many kind of different aspects of uh, promotion and sprint car racing and just kind of rebuilding it and rebranding it among California again and the West Coast really. Yeah, you know, I don't really know. Um, um, when, when I crashed, um, obviously, um, you probably don't know all the details, but I got I, when we crashed, I, I was, I got hit in the head by another car, um, wow. and it was pretty. Um, you know, end up having they didn't know that I was alive or dead for a while. They couldn't find my pulse. Uh, it took them five minutes to find my pulse. Um, end up having you know blood on the brain for a little while. I was in the ICU. Had compression fractures in my neck and. Um, I had to learn stupid things. Like I learned, had to learn how to, had speech therapy, I had cognitive therapy. I had my arm, there's so many different things that were wrong. I had to learn how to have a shower. I had to learn how to tell the time. Um, and then I was told I couldn't race anymore. And, and that obviously just, it didn't sit well with me. I, I want, I wasn't done racing, <laughs> but, um, you know, and you know, there's always something, you know, there's always the, the chance that, Things can go wrong, but you never think it can happen to you, you know. So, um, and the way I see it, I, I've got like eight weeks or more that I have no memory of, um, and all I know is I'm okay. So why can't I drive? <laughs> so, um, but obviously, uh, the concussion, blood on the brain, and all that kind of stuff, it was pretty good, and and they're pretty sure that um, if I get hit in the head, maybe not even with a car, but if I if I race and you know. It's, they're going to crash. Um, good chance I wouldn't make it another one. So, um, this was the next best thing to do was, you know, what can I do? I, I want to still be involved. So, um, so, um, once I could do, you know, normal things again, um, this was kind of the d- direction that I took. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Wow. So now, 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 like I said before, now, now, now I'm here at Skag- um, up at Skagit and here at Hanford, now I think I, I, you know, there's a lot of people say we need to do this and we need to do that and we need to do this to make the sport better and what what can we do and but no one follows through. Right. Well, now I think I'm I'm in the position now. I think I'm in a position where I can do something to to hopefully, and it's only only a hope, but I hopefully we can make our sport better on this side of the country, and and because we we produce really great drivers, you know, mm-hmm. like on the west coast from Washington down to here. You know, look at the Knoxville Nationals. You know, what was it? Out of the top five, how many of them from this side of the country? Yeah, several. You know, go go to go to the Chili Bowl. How many from this side of the country? Like it's just they come from here, so we just we just got to keep 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 them um, give them something to do here. You know, for a little while until they go out that way. You know, so got to keep producing them somehow. But if we don't do something to help the sport, we're not going to even. They're not even going to start here. You know, so so um. So yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts, and and I, I do believe I think I'm in a position now I can make a difference. So that that's my goal is to make a difference for the better, not obviously not for the worse. If it goes <laughs> wrong, I tried, but you know, <laughs> but anyway, um, that's not my plan. So hopefully we just make it better. Man, that's that's some crazy stuff. Well, uh, we are. 
obviously, first of all, very glad to that you've recovered well, uh, well enough that you are are here Usually. doing what you're able to do, <laughs> and uh, we we're we're glad that you are doing what what you can to try to help the sport that we all love, not just survive but continue to to grow and thrive. Um, in, on, in the West Coast, and uh, we're really excited to to see the Outlaws get out to Hanford Definitely. this weekend. Yeah, no, me, me too. I'm actually um a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming to my place because I don't think I'm I'm going to be good enough for, for you know their who they are. So um um yeah, I just got to just got to do our best to and just see what we come up with. You know, that's all we can do. For sure. Yeah, really so, excited. I appreciate, appreciate it though. Definitely, yeah. Really excited to uh, see all the, the new changes and uh, see some uh, sprint cars back at Colorado again. It'll be definitely a fun time for yeah. everybody. Yeah, let, let's hope we can. Um, let's hope the weather changes a little bit and a little bit yeah. cooler. A little, so little cooler, hopefully. On top of it, yeah. <laughs> Not in the hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be good. But um, yeah, do do your best to stay cool, and we'll see you this weekend. And thank you so much for joining us and uh, really giving us uh, so much of your time. We really truly appreciate yeah. it. Uh, no worries, mate. All good. It's all good. So, yeah, it's really cool uh, to get to speak with Peter Murphy about Colorado. Really excited to see what uh, he has in store for us this weekend for the Tom Tarleton Classic. And hopefully, obviously, uh, Tom uh, gets better as well. Uh, we're going you know, to we try and get him on. He wasn't feeling uh, that well, so hopefully he's feeling a bit better. But uh, cool that we got to talk with Peter and uh, have him share some of those those stories. I definitely didn't know uh, a lot of them, for sure. I had no idea about his crash. And uh, that's just insane. I mean, he is extremely lucky to be alive, let alone doing all that he's doing right now. Uh, and I, I think the the community is better off for it that we have someone like that doing uh, doing all he can do to try to help improve the the improve the racing community that we have out there. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's a kind of big. 360 country out there, but it would kind of be good to get the 410s back going out there, especially if we're going to be able to keep coming back now, uh, it looks like, and fortunately. Uh, so want to keep that uh, the 410 scene out there pretty healthy, especially up in uh, like the Skagit area. It would be cool to uh, get a good feel of cars, a um, bunch of like local 410 guys up there. That would be, be cool to have next year. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm also really intrigued to see how Hanford races this weekend. Um, considering all the changes that he's made uh, to the layout of the track, uh, bringing the infield out, narrowing up the racetrack a bit. Um, it'll be really interesting and intriguing to see how how the guys attack that place. Yeah, it was a cool little place. Uh, I've only been there once. I believe uh, Dave Gravel won back a couple of years ago when we went. Uh, nice little track, um, so you'll be curious to see. I mean, it raced okay uh, the way it was before. I believe it got... I think it was pretty slick, and everybody was going around the bottom where they're a couple of years ago. So, I'd be curious to see how the these few changes change up the racing a little bit too. Saturday night, uh, September eighteenth. That's this cup upcoming Saturday is the Tom Tarleton Classic. Twenty one thousand dollars to the winner at Colorado Speedway. Uh, you can get your tickets at worldofoutlaws.com, or if you can't make it, you can uh, always watch on Dirt Vision. Um, this past weekend, we already mentioned, was the Gold Cup Race of Champions at Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, California. But before we get to that, we have to have a quick word from our sponsors, our friends at Manscaped. Uh, as always, if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code OPENRED20, you can get yourself 20% off of your purchase, plus free shipping as well. Uh, and that's now's a great time to do it. 
considering uh, not too long ago they just rolled out their brand new lawnmower 4.0, the latest and greatest in men's below-the-belt grooming. Uh, you can get that as part of your performance package 4.0, which again, if you go to manscaped.com and use promo code OPENRED20, you'll get yourself 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, that sounds like a good deal to me. Um, I, I'd say get on there if you can. I agree. The, the the deal is about as good as the racing that we saw this past weekend at Silver Dollar Speedway. My goodness, what a race we had on Friday night there in Chico. Um, it, just wait until I le- read off the lap leaders that we had uh, because it was absolutely ridiculous. The, the midpoint of that race was just phenomenal. It was just throwing just everybody throwing their car at each other race wise not obviously uh, attacking wise but just a slide job and close racing and back and forth and just all through traffic that, all through traffic it is just crazy it's it's what you expect to see from a video game in real life mm-hmm. that was sprint car racing at its best right there honestly uh david gravel took the win started in fifth drove up to take the win uh colby copeland almost pulled off the stunner and got his first outlaw victory on friday night but finished second um led a lot of laps before having to settle for second place brad sweet rounded out the podium uh finishing in third sheldon hottenshield finished fourth craig kinzer rounds out the top five jacob allen finished in sixth dominic selzy seventh james mcfadden eighth casey kane ninth and carson macedo finished in tenth Listen to this part. Colby Copeland led laps 1 through 10, and then led laps 14 through 16. Sheldon Hodgenshield led lap 11. Brad Sweet laps 12 and 13, and then David Gravel laps 17 through 35. There was one point in the middle of that race where we had them, like, three wide for the lead in traffic with, I think it was Sheldon in fourth at the time, right behind them. Yeah, it was crazy. Just it was such a chess match, really, like the whole time. Because I, I imagine they had to plan, like, oh, almost a lap ahead, how they're going to get this guy up ahead and do this guy and get around that guy, but still keep this guy behind them. And just the it'd be cool if there was some way we could track just the amount of thoughts that happened just in one lap. It's, it had to be crazy there. So much fun to watch. Uh, your KSE Hard Charger Award on Friday night belonged to Carson Macedo, who gained 11 spots to go from 21st to 10th. That's uh, not too shabby. I know he had a little bit of a, a rough night. Uh, I believe he didn't trans- even uh, transfer out of his heat to make the feature, so which is kind of surprising. That's, that's kind of uh, his kind of track, but um, obviously made up for a little bit in the feature. Kind of had a rough weekend. Yeah, in general. Which, yeah, like I said, really surprising. He would have been one of favorite picks coming in this weekend. So to see him not even on the podium either night is uh, pretty shocking. Yes, definitely. Uh, moving on to Saturday, uh, Logan Schuhart scored the victory, his, his second in the last week. Uh, so that was nice to see for the Shark Racing 1S there. James McFadden finished in second. Brad Sweet again rounds out the podium in third. Donnie Schatz finished in fourth. Casey Kane in fifth. Ryan Robinson finished in sixth. Carson Macedo seventh. Kyle Hurst eighth. And Sheldon Hoddenshield ninth. And Craig Kinzer in tenth. Uh, your lab leaders on this night, Casey Kane led laps 1 through 8 after starting on the pole position. Tanner Carrick led laps 9 through 20 and 22 through 25 uh, before, unfortunately, having to go to the work area uh, due to his tail tank coming loose. Uh, and he ended up scoring a 20th place finish after 
sitting in, in such good position to score the win. Uh, that was a, a, dis- a disappointment for him, of course. Uh, Brad Sweet led lap 21 and then led lap 27 as well. Logan Schuhart led lap 26 and then 28 through 40 the rest of the way to the checkered flag. Uh, your KSE Hard Charger Award was DJ Neto, who gained 13 spots on the evening. That was uh, that was definitely another fun one to watch. It was cool to see kind of the, the early storyline. Can Casey Kane get the first win? Then honestly, uh, Tanner Kirk. That's just that's just little things like that just suck when they're just out of your control. Yeah, it was like you could see you could, they had, we had the shot. And, you know, the official Clinton went over, and you could just see the thing was just just flopping there. So that was that was too bad. He was definitely going to have even if he didn't win. I think he still would have got a podium or, or definitely a top five. So too bad to see there. But then. Uh, just the battle between Logan and Brad, they were just going at each other for the lead. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, like I said, two really fun nights of racing. Um, your championship standings, even though David won night one, he struggled on night two, finished in 12th, started 11th. It was just a struggle all the way through on Saturday night for him, and uh, that really hurt him. He's now 140 points back of Brad Sweet heading to uh, Keller Auto Speedway this Saturday. And uh, that 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 might be it. It might be. Brad's, uh, like, like, like we said before, this was going to be, I think, the stretch of where either he was going to really be able to pull away and just kind of have a, a good cushion when he goes in some of these PA tracks or might lose some. Definitely he has not lost some at all. Yeah. Um, the only thing that will be interesting now to see how uh, he and Logan Schuhart continue to race each other. They had the little uh, scuffle after Friday night's race with Logan waiting for him at the scales, and a little something happened there, and then that continued on to the next day, and they raced each other hard. And you could even see in some of the uh, podium shots that Brad's not, and those two aren't really weren't standing that close to each other. So I don't, I'm not sure they're the best of friends at the moment, but uh, so we'll see if that continues or not for the rest of the season too, if that plays into any factor. So I got to tell you, I didn't even know about any of this. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Brad, I think, made a little bit of contact with Logan like right at the start of the feature, and Logan didn't even make a lap Friday. So Logan was waiting for him uh, at the scales Friday night, and apparently, I don't know exactly what happened. I've just been hearing from other sources, but Logan went into the cockpit, and they had a conversation, maybe a little pushing and shoving here and there, and uh, I guess that was the extent of that. But uh, I guess they're not really the best of friends at the moment. That's kind of where uh, Logan's uh, wish uh, uh, that his NHL uh, settled on the front stretch comment came from, I'm assuming. Well, that's that's a... Uh... That's something interesting to watch for the rest of the season because uh, yeah. the one S is quick rivalry. enough that he he has the ability to make things very difficult on the forty nine, and uh, that that could very well tighten the championship standings back up a little bit if uh, a couple other things happen. Yeah, I mean it's pretty surprising to see this PA guy come out to the West Coast and just be as good as he is. He was uh, obviously one at uh, Skagit and I uh, got the win at Chico and he probably would have had another good finish if it wasn't for the incident that happened Friday night. I think he was on the podium at Grace Harbor too. So, uh, and this team are on a pretty good run right now. They're looking like, uh, the 2020, uh, Logan Schuhart riding team. Yeah. He runs pretty well out West. Uh, I believe he won both nights at, uh, Skagit back in 2019. Yep. He won at, uh, Stockton the night that Jacob Allen broke cause they were headed to a one, two finish that night for shark racing. Uh, but Logan ended up inheriting the win after Jacob pulled off. So he, he runs pretty well out there in California and uh, just the whole West Coast in general. 
Yeah, I was talking to, uh, happened to be talking to their engine builder, Michael Newman, uh, the other day for an interview. And he was saying uh, they build special engines just for the California West Coast swing. Uh, one year, you know, when they were just running, just couldn't even get out of their own way out there. Bob went to him like, all right, we got to do something, figure out something here. They're like, we got to figure out how can we get better at California. So whatever little magic he worked with the engines, they came up with this package that's just for the California tracks. And honestly, it's doing pretty good. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely uh, definitely say so. Say so there. Oh my goodness, uh, tripped over my tongue. Um, but yeah, going back to the championship standings, Brad Sweet is up by now 140 points over David Gravel, 188 points up over Carson Macedo in third. Donnie Schatz is still fourth. Sheldon Hodenshield fifth. Logan Schuhart sixth. James McFadden is seventh. Craig Kinzer eighth. Brock Zierfoss in ninth. And Jacob Allen rounds out the current top ten. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, obviously throughout the uh, the interview. Today with Peter Murphy, uh, we round out the California and West Coast swing uh, for 2021 this Saturday night at Hanford, California's Keller Auto Speedway for the Tom Tarleton Classic. $21,000 is up for grabs for the winner. Um, and then after that, it's uh, off to the house that Earl built in Eldora Speedway. Yeah, I got the, the long drive for everybody from Hanford to uh, back to Eldora or long flights for them either way. And then then we kind of just uh, we're we're down under 15 to go now. I think we, that's what we talked about last time. We've got to be what, 13, 12 races to go already. 12 races to go. Saturday night was race 68 of 80. Jeez, that's crazy to think that we're almost done. Yeah, we'll get the Eldora, we'll get to Lernerville, and we'll get the Williams Grove. And like it seems like once we get the Williams Grove and do. Uh, the national opened and the season just really flies by. Yep, I believe it's a, a doubleheader at Port Royal after that trip to Lakeside Speedway in Kansas, and then uh, Lawton and Devils Bowl in Texas, and then we're World at World Finals. Finals, and then that will do it for the 2021 World of Outlaws non Energy Drink season. Yeah, it'd be nice to have World Finals back this year too. Yes, all three uh, divisions back down at the Charlotte Dirt Track will be it'll be a good time. Last call was a lot of fun last year, um, but it'll be nice to have a true World Finals, uh, the NGK NTK World Finals uh, taking place at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Motor Speedway this year. Um, it'll be really nice to have that back. Yeah, all three. It'll be cool to see all three divisions out there doing their the four wide all together. That'll be that'll be really fun to see again. Yeah, always always a fantastic show. It's uh one of my one of my absolute favorites uh, i think it's in my top 5 to be honest with you uh, it's just so much fun so if you haven't gotten there uh before um you should do it you should make this year the year and uh, you can get your tickets by going to charlottemotorspeedway.com uh to get your tickets for that one um and that's pretty much all i got nick yeah i think i think we covered it all all right a good one i agree well until next time uh my name is rob Wout. I am the Cruziano. And we will catch you later on Open Red, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Bye-bye. Hashtag Open Red.